Hello, hello, Mitch Michaels here. It's time for another edition of the Money Mitch Effect, a special Sunday show previewing the 2017 U.S. Open, all the tennis action from Flushing Meadows. And before we begin today's festivities, I want to share some information that was made public after we recorded this show, myself and special guest tennis doctor Brandon Moglin. But what happened, what ended up happening was Andy Murray pulled out of the U.S. Open, pulled out yesterday on Saturday. We recorded this on Friday, so have to announce that full disclosure there. Andy Murray will not be playing. The draw is not reshuffled, so Marin Chilich moves uh, into his slot on that side. Still have Federer and Rafa on the same side of their draw. So what was talked about on this show as a top-heavy draw is even more top-heavy, even more wide open on the other side of the men's draw. But with that... There's the music now. With that, we are going to start the Money Mitch Effect. Brandon Moglin, a tennis channel employee like myself, and we call him the tennis doctor. He knows his stuff. A lot to discuss on today's show. Will it be Roger Roth for the first time ever at the U.S. Open, who has the odds-on favorite to get to the final and maybe win the whole thing on the other side? And the women's game, is this Carpini Muguruza's time to shine? Which other women's players can break through? Maybe win their first major? Can Venus Williams get it done? There's a lot of intrigue at the 2017 U.S. Open. Brandon Moglin's here to help me break it down. It's the Money Mitch Effect, and it starts now. Alright, it's time for the 2017 U.S. Open Tennis Preview on the Money Mitch Effect. Brandon Moglin, Tennis Doctor, back again. Uh, nice to be here. Your prognosis is, uh, it's not good, Mitch. It's not good. Alright, well, hey, I like doctors that are up front with me. Yeah. So bring me the bad news first, yeah. and we can just go from there. You didn't sugarcoat it. I respect you for that. No, no, no. Listen, listen. There, you just, you gotta, you've been spending a lot of time on your fantasy football. There's, there's a little pale. You're looking a little soft. I want to see you hit the gym. A more, a more balanced life money, Mitch. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I appreciate the <laughs> advice. Well, it's fitting because, you know, the last time you were on this show, we did the uh, Aussie Open preview. Yeah. So we're going to bookend it. The first major of 2017 and now the last one. And yeah. my oh my, how things have changed since then. We went into that major thinking, oh, there's this 35-year-old Roger Federer. We'll see what he has left. Nadal is, is bouncing back from some injuries. We'll see what he has. And they've won all the majors this year <laughs> in a blast from the past. Last time this happened, 2007. Federer wins the Australian Open, Nadal the French, Federer wins Wimbledon. That year at the U.S. Open, Federer reaches the final and beats Novak Djokovic. But we know that uh, there will not be a Federer-Nadal final at the U.S. Open, unfortunately. No, and I'm torn on that. We're going to get to the draw yeah. in a second. I'm torn because that would have been a dream final. Uh, I get that this is randomized, and I get that this is how it how it's drawn, you know, Nadal's number one, Fed's three, you know, Murray is playing, so they had to be, you know, they were, they could have been on different sides, and that was uh, not the case, but they still haven't played at the U.S. Open, which is just mind-boggling to me. They've played 37 times, and not once blame, at this tournament? Blame Rafa. Uh, you know, yeah, Federer didn't play Federer, a lot. <laughs> well, Federer, he doesn't play. Uh, Federer does his part. You know, he's getting there, uh, and in the GOAT conversation this is one of the hits on Rafa is that he can't stay healthy through towards the he wears down towards the end of the end of the seasons um, he has uh, periods of brilliance but not sustained whereas Federer seems to uh, show up 
throughout the year and all the time. But yeah, I think that this could be it. Yeah, at, at, you know, at, at 36 and 31, that they that they finally meet at the U.S. Open. Uh, I, you know, I will say, I, I think the tennis community recognizes what's happening, but I, I don't know if the rest of the world appreciates how extraordinary, how unique, how unbelievable. First of all, the resurgence of Federer is uh, winning two slams after 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 a three-year <laughs> drought. It just it's un, it's unheard of. Five-year drought. Five-year drought. <laughs> it's My insane, bad. though. I, I know. I'm I'm with you. Like, and that he just waltzed into the Aussie Open and played the Hopman Cup, but was <laughs> <laughs> was injured. I mean, he was playing the bongos on the jumbotron. And Thank then you. And then he's winning a major. But Nadal too. I mean, he dominated clay court season. He he you know dominated his way through. Uh, the French Open, so we'll see what yeah. happens. But there's also opportunity, as you've alluded to, yeah. with the other half of the draw with some young players that oh. have finally won some Masters titles this oh. year. I mean, imagine you're in the, the, the bottom half of the draw right now. Going into the tournament, defending champion Stan Wawrinka is out. Mm-hmm. Novak Djokovic, what, how many times has he won the U.S. Open? Like four? Two, no, two? I think he's only right. won two. Nine yeah. times. I mean, yeah. Djokovic <laughs> out. Yeah. Wawrinka out. Yeah. Kane Nishikori out. And now Federer Milos and out too. Milos out, Federer and Nadal in the top half. I'm sorry. If you're in the bottom half of the draw, I don't care what your name is. It could be it could be Badishvili or it could be <laughs> Andy Murray. But yeah. uh, either either way, you're thinking this this is a tournament that they could that could change lives. It could. And and even if you don't win, just winning a couple matches, getting your <laughs> ranking points up. I mean, the opportunity, as you said, is golden. I want to talk about the odds to win the uh, tournament yeah. at first. Because it's an interesting set of circumstances with these players. Now, we look at the summary of the odds going into the tournament, and this is updated since the draw came out this morning as we record this on a Friday. So you're going to see some movement if you looked at this last night, obviously, as the draw comes out. But Federer is still a pretty prohibitive favorite at about 6-4. to four. Mm-hmm. Nadal in that two spot at 11-4. to four. Now, they're both on the same side. The number three favorite to win this tournament is Alexander Zverev at roughly 6-1, to one, depending on where you can get him at. Murray fourth at thirteen to two, and that's when the long shots come into play. Dimitrov, Chilich, Kyrgios team, even some love for Del Potro in there as well. But there's a lot to stand out at, and I think Federer and Nadal deserve to be considered the favorites given how the year has gone. Yeah. Murray is going to get that recognition bump because he's a major champion, even with his health. But Brandon, the thing that stands out to me, Alexander Zverev, he's got two Masters titles this year. He's six to one, but. He's never even made a quarterfinal of a major before. So while I think the kid is a great tennis player, well on his way, as an outsider, I just haven't seen it before. That's what I would tell myself. Yeah, lots of lots of thoughts. Um, Playing off of that, winning uh, seven best of five set matches over two weeks. Different beast. Often it takes uh, older, more experienced players. They they get comfortable with that. Um, Zverev has is is a is is the Svitolina of the men's draw. He wins a, a ton. He's a future Slam champion. Is this the year? <laughs> it may well very well be. I mean, th- th- there's an example of someone who th- this is his this is his time. I think I think he can do it. As and he's going to be helped by the fact that he is just in this decimated draw. Um, mm-hmm. Now looking at those the odds, it's interesting. Federer at, at six to four, essentially three to two. Would you take the rest of the field or Roger Federer? Like, that's almost what that is. It's almost <laughs> even money. I mean, that seems, yeah. wow, that's awfully uh, 
Well, well, that's the sure thing. I mean, you talk about a different beast. There's two guys, given their health, the current state of their games, that you say, well, we know they can do this, no question, yeah, and right. it's those guys. Well, it's the interesting thing. Until you've seen someone do it, it's almost impossible right. for us to imagine them doing it. And that's then, my Zverev theory, because even guys like Djokovic, you mentioned 10 years ago, makes the finals of U.S. Open before then he wins the 08 uh, Aussie Open right there. So we saw him make a run. We saw Leighton Hewitt make a run before he broke through. We haven't even seen that yet. So yeah. that's where I think a lot of the public well, that, is. That's well said. I don't have the numbers to support it, but I think it would be interesting to see for major champions what percentage of them reach a final without winning before mm. winning a major. And I'll bet it's high. It, it's right? just, yeah, Getting there, getting to that stage, getting to that match, and then being able to deliver – now, you know? one, yeah, one guy that didn't was Nadal. He wins the French Open in his first final. But I use Nadal for the Lot example it. of how he won Wimbledon. Hmm. Three straight finals, and it was progression. Yeah. It was get to the final, fed Dustin yeah. first time. I, and, I, I think yeah. that supports this. This is an interesting thought, actually. Um, we should be complimented on our genius. But, of course, but, always. <laughs> um, I think it supports it because he was so far and away the best clay quarter uh, that, that, that it almost his talent – uh, superseded the logic, <laughs> Where, whereas uh, Wimbledon is something something is a different beast. You know, he, yeah. he's he was just a great player, not the all time best. And that's my <laughs> and, and just quick quick uh, segue, quick uh, sidebar here. That's my goat argument when people bring up head to head with Fed and Nadal. Clay is uh, he was so far and away the best player, and Federer was so far and away the number two best player for that run that we're going to punish Fed because he kept getting to that point when Nadal wasn't playing a lot of U.S. Opens when Federer was winning. I don't know. I mean, that's where I think it doesn't tell the full story. Yeah, that there, there needs to be a Money Mitch uh, podcast just on GOAT. I'm sure we could. Oh, uh, yeah. That uh, should happen. Um, and, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I, let's, I, we should, we've got a draw to talk right, about. But let do. me say, r- without question, Rafael Nadal is, is the greatest clay court player of all time. No, <laughs> yeah, no it's not exactly not, a hot take. I think we can uh, everybody yeah. agree on that it, one. And Roger Federer is the greatest player of all time w- with that and i think mm-hmm. they i think they can live harmoniously <laughs> side by side but that's for another day yeah peace and harmony well hey yeah we'll get there one day no 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 peace and harmony at the u.s open though the, the other <laughs> thing about the the draw I, um, I my question is money mitch what was andy murray's odds an hour and a half ago before yeah, this draw see, came I, I wish <laughs> i would have screenshotted it <laughs> yeah. i mean i bet they plummeted yeah. from I, ten to one to six to one. I bet it was that's extreme. I'll be honest. I thought he might pull out up until like yesterday. We <laughs> didn't know so, he was going to play. Yeah. There was no declaration that he was affirmatively going to. I don't know that I've even heard it. He's just still in the draw, and he's in the draw. So. Incredible. Well, let's dive into that right. now. Let's put our surgical gloves on. Mighty Mitch effect. Brandon I don't say I use gloves actually. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I just that's wash good. very thoroughly with lava soap. That's good. That'll, that'll get the customer base going. I don't sure. get a lot of repeat customers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. All right. The top of the draw, the Rafael Nadal section. Let's we'll go in order with sections. We'll, you know, we'll break it down. But I look at his quarter first. Nadal, I mean, it's not like he's probably going to be tested in those first two rounds. The name I see after that is Gasquet. Yeah. So yeah. Nadal, I mean, he's been he's been susceptible to some early round losses in his career. He, he hasn't really done that, you know, in, in this year, especially in tournaments. But you look at Gasquet, you look at Fognini in that draw. And then down at the bottom of that, just that little section, you have uh, Burdick playing Ryan Harrison in the first round. Yeah. It's an interesting section. I wouldn't say it's the hardest, but Nadal can't necessarily afford to just ease his way into this one. 
Yeah, Richard Gasquet, a quarterfinalist in 2015, a semifinalist in 2013. He, he likes New York. He has had success. He's older now. I guess everybody's older now. But I don't know that he's got the firepower to pull off an upset. And you look at his Nadal's early round, it's, it's a bunch of baseliners. That's not going to cut it. Nope. It's got to be someone that can rip. Now, Tomas Burdick has had a pretty bad year. And he's you know he's a, he was a perennial top five guy. And now he's, well, top six or seven guy. But now he's 15. And, and Nadal will face him in the round of 16. I don't know. It's it's just hard to bet against Nadal. So no no thought that Harrison can pull off the upset over Verdic in the first round. I, yeah, I, it could happen. Now, well, no, I agree. He's had a bad year, Verdic, but making the semis of Wimbledon just odd. And I know it, it seems even more yeah. odd because Djokovic, you know, just retires in the middle of that match and shuts it down for the year. He's had big game ability. He's beaten Nadal in a major before, which you know is something to be said. I just don't know. I'm with you. I don't know that he's peaking well, now, and I think you almost have know, to be to take these guys out. But this is what Birdie has. This guy's a vet. And you talk about someone that's comfortable, maybe even would prefer to play a best-of-five set match. That's mm-hmm. Burdick is the is the anti-Alexander Zverev. You right. know what I mean? He's a, he's a, he's a great talent he showed on that the way down. He against Zverev in Wimbledon. Yeah, there you go. Great talent on the way down, Tomas Burdick. Zverev is a uh, great talent on the way up, but, but Burdick has the experience of... Uh, Three best of five set matches, so uh, whatever. I, I I don't I don't see Nadal having much trouble here. The Dimitrov Nadal quarterfinal that that could be interesting. It looks yeah, it looks like we could be you know headed that direction. I think mm-hmm. Burdick has uh, the game to maybe surprise some people. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he can put it together. Um, yeah. What a life he has, that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. You lose first round, uh, he's got uh, plenty to occupy his his uh, mind and soul. <laughs> no one will ever feel sorry for no, that guy ever. But on that same area in that same quarterfinal section, David Goffin. Yeah. Now, I, I'm a fan of his game. I think it translates on all surfaces. But, and it's a common theme in both the men's and the women's draws of this tournament. What kind of shape is he in? How is he going to be with coming back from the injury? It just hasn't looked good early on. And, and as good as he is, I just don't think it's going to be here where he turns it around. Agreed. I, I'm, I'm fading uh, players coming back from injury. That includes Andy Murray. And so I, I just, again, I, I love his game, and he, he's going to be a factor for, for years to come, and, and even towards the end of the year. But I don't, I don't think that he's, I, I, yeah, I, my money's not on him. An interesting first-round matchup in that same quarter with uh, Gail Monfils taking on Chardy, two French guys battling. Donald Young waits after he plays a qualifier, yeah. but I want to focus on Monfils because it's been an, another interesting <laughs> summer for him yeah. in Canada. At the Rogers Cup, he beats Nishikori in one of the best three set matches I've seen in a long time. Right. But he, you know, he loses the Batista Good in another three set match, pulls out of Cincinnati. It's the same old questions with him. Can he put it together? And while we're not expecting him to win a major, could he make somewhat of a run this tournament? Is that another question? Money Mitch, it's the same old <laughs> questions and it's the same old answer. No. He, he he's 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 a guy that can get to the round of sixteen. And once every four years, he's going to make a run beyond that. And uh, he, I'm, I'm so sort of finalist last year. I, I agree, but I, I think I if think he gets to the round of 16, that's Dimitrov, and I, I don't see it progressing past that. I th- Gael, Gael Monfils is Ivo Karlovich to me. On a given day, he can beat anyone, and he can lose to anyone. 
Just saying DY over Monfils could be in play second round. I think DY over Shardy could be in play. Oh, wow. Okay. I I just don't, I I don't feel great about any match that Monfils (laughs) enters. I I don't, you know. If you're betting on Monfils, you need to, I mean, that's Uh, probably not good for your health. No. (laughs) Dr. Mogan does not uh, (laughs) recommend uh, that for your mental health. I do want to, before we move to the bottom, I I wanted to talk about Dimitrov just quickly because. He wins nice Cincinnati. Effort. Incredible, yeah. You know, he, he I mean, yeah, he didn't have to play any of the big four, but he got through some big names to get yeah. there and played well, didn't lose a set, I believe, yeah. that whole tournament. Has a tough half of the draw, but I think to get to the quarter, it should be pretty smooth sailing. Now, will, will that be the case? We'll see. But to get to Nadal in a match where I, I would give him more than a shot to win, yeah. I think it's very possible Dimitrov can build on Cincinnati. Absolutely. I talk about a guy with firepower, beautiful game. We've been talking about him for years and nice guy. You know, he's a guy you're going to pull for. He'd be great for tennis. Great to see him beat all the guys he should beat. You know, right. he, he, he stepped up. He did what he, he, he took care of business. He's, he's comfortable with best of five at this point. Yeah. Yeah. He's a guy that, that could give Nadal trouble. He does have that one handed backhand, which Nadal loves to get it high to the, uh, to that backhand. And he'll, he'll have the same trouble that, uh, <laughs> Fed has had I think tennis days. fans want to see that match again. Yeah. The Aussie Open semi was great tennis. Dimitrov was right there. Yeah. If there's something about his game that I, you know, the backhand everybody understands is a lethal weapon, but his movement, his defense yeah. mm-hmm. is next level as well. And and I would say his age, still being relatively young, yeah. going into the peak of his career, mm-hmm. I wouldn't just pen in uh, Zverev to be the next face of the game. I think Dimitrov might have something to say about that. That's uh, that's a good point. And um, uh, yeah, it's just interesting. There's that whole generation of players <laughs> that haven't won a major. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's, it's a generation. It's it a is. generation of players around. It's Nishikori, Dimitrov. Uh, so the youngest uh, major winner is Chilich? Is he the youngest major winner? I think he is, right? Yeah. He's 28. He'll be 29. Del is younger. Wow. (laughs) He won eight years ago. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's absurd. There's two guys under 30 that have won a major. I don't know if they're under 30 yet. They are. 28 and 28 or 9. Yeah. Wow. It's time for changing. Well, we're going to go to the bottom half of this uh, draw, the other side. Ford retired at 26. (laughs) Yeah. And Federer is 10 years older and then just playing great. It's mind blowing. But that's for another time to get into that side. Now, I think another theme as we move to the other side, uh, as we move to the other section on this side of the draw, Brandon, is that you're, you're, what you're seeing in this tournament is this is the side where it's talent loaded, but we kind of have an understanding or an expectation for how things are going to go. And it starts with the Federer side. He has the three seed. He gets Tiafo first, which, yeah. by the way, I know it's a tough draw for Tiafo. Didn't get the, didn't get any American benefits for being in the U.S. Yeah, Open. Nor should he. But this should be an entertaining match. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say it's a night match, but it should be an entertaining match. And I, look, we don't expect Tiafo to win, but could be something to learn from the experience of playing Federer in the U.S. Open at his age. Sure. That's about it, though. I mean, it's all. I think he gets just destroyed, <laughs> yeah, and it'll be and it'll be a good experience. But I. Not taking anything away from Francis. Uh, he beats Zverev, but we, we also kind of saw Zverev dipping out of Cincy early yeah. after the the run in. Uh, There's that through. post that post win letdown. It, that's a real thing. I, I, I like in respect for that win. That was a top five win. Good for TFO, but it's just hard for me not to look past him. I know Federer is not. That's one yeah. of the reasons why he's great. He doesn't look past anyone. But 
That's why he's a pro, and I'm just sitting here talking about this. <laughs> There's a needle in the haystack of maybe he could lose early. It doesn't happen much, but I can't convince myself that he has a chance of losing before round four. Think, like, yeah. any of those matchups just don't. You know what's interesting, though? Look at Fernando Verdasco. Okay. He knows his game. Feli Lo- I actually think he's more dangerous than Feli Lopez for for uh, Federer. Um, th- you know, th- those guys have played probably 20 times each, so there's going to be no surprises there for Fed. Yeah, and then, 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 interesting, you know, querying, carrying curious, two big servers. How many aces? What's the under over on aces in that match? Yeah, if, if they, it's if a they lot. What would round. it be for, like, in terms of match time? <laughs> How long is that match going to be? Yeah. Um, the other side, though, that's where we get to query. We get, you know, he's in a loaded mm-hmm. qualifier section. Kyrgios is on that side, too. Well, okay. They are, to be fair, they're on the same side of that half. Yeah, the same side of that half. Yeah. So I think that that's probably Fed's first real challenge. Mm-hmm. The winner of, we assume, those query, matches. Kyrgios yeah. is, I mean, query, query two women in a row knocks off the number one guy. So we know with the serve, we know the game that he can bring it and he could be a threat. And somebody that, in, in all sports, a type of player or team you just don't want to deal with, you don't want to play. Kyrgios is in that same vein because you don't know which version is going to show up. The one with all that raw athleticism yeah. that's going shot for shot with the best players in the game. Yeah. Or the one that's down a break in the second set and yeah. just decides to check out. They're terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that's, a, that's not who... Federer wants to play in the fourth round. Nobody, wa- uh, th- th- well, I wouldn't say nobody. I mean, th- that he gets up for these big matches. You know, his his record, the, the percentage of wins he has against top, you know, three players, it, it's it's off the charts compared to other players. Yeah. Uh, he openly talks about his mental issues, and one of the things that straightens him out really quickly is being on center st- center stage. In front of a bunch of people against a great player, and then he he. he It's interesting too that you bring that up because I thought that the most emotional that he got, Mm -hmm. the most passion that I saw in any match he's had this year, including two majors, was the Milos match at Wimbledon Mm because that was a revenge match for him. Mm -hmm. He got beat last year in that same setting, and he was he was up for it. He was ready. So, and I think you're going to see a lot of that. This is a guy that loves playing in New York. Mm -hmm. He loves being there. Didn't get to play last year. So this is uh, yeah. He's coming off a nice result. He's got some Jordans I, I, out, like he's ready to go. Yeah, a <laughs> li- li- little bit of a little bit of a health issue there. There's a question on that, so um, we'll see. I'm glad I'm glad you brought that up because the one thing with Roger, we don't know at this point in his career if any injury is as serious. And I, and I get it, tight to the vest, you don't want to let a lot out, or if it is just a 36 year old man with an injury history, being smart, not wanting to take undue risks. So when he misses Cincinnati. There's two school of thoughts, and they're both valid. Is he really hurt, or is this just the I'm picking my shots at this point? You know, yes. And I I think he was really hurt. I watched the Zverev match in the final of uh, Canada, mm-hmm. and he was he just didn't have the same pop as, as in earlier in the tournament. You could see, And it was still it was three and four. It was a respectable result. But uh, I, I think he was he was a little off. And with these guys, they know. They can tell. They can tell if, if there's 10 MPH off your serve. They can feel it. Yeah. And uh, if there is blood in the water, that 6-4 to four odds is going to be a good bet <laughs> against. Well, the other side of this, of this whole section, the other players, I should say, that are yeah. maybe could make a run. We have three seated players. Former and champ. And, yeah, and a former champ in there. If there's anybody else that stands out, let me know. I just don't personally see it. But we were looking at... Del Potro, who's won here before, who's you know up to the 24th seed. He, you know, it's yeah. it's a nice journey to get Great to even story. seated and up to 24. 
Batista Agut, who's off to number 11, he's on the verge of being a top 10 player. And then you have Dominic Team, who's number 6, who we're still kind of waiting. Can he make his yeah. move? It's been an interesting year. I wouldn't call it a disappointment, but we, we still haven't seen him take that next step to being a true major contender. So yeah. these three guys going to be players? One, one or two of them going to be players? Or yeah. are you a hard pass on all? Well, I'm a, I'm a hard pass on Dominic Team. Um, he hasn't shown it to me. He, he's never even reached the quarterfinals of uh, the U.S. Open. This isn't his place. Uh, so uh, Del Potro has done it before. He's had a nice year. I think he's going to be my favorite to make it through. And uh, yeah, through to the quarters. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah, I'll go okay. ahead. And, I'll go ahead and take a Del Potro to the to the quarter where he loses to Fed. Here's. Man, Delpo and I like I respect RBA a lot because he's a guy that shows just up. plays, just shows up, plays. He's not going to make it easy on you. He's just going to play. I don't know that his game's at the level of the other guys. If it's Delpo and team, that is a very fascinating matchup because you have two guys with talent, the wherewithal to make to play in big matches, but some big question marks. Yeah. With Delpo, it's the risk. Can he withstand best of five matches? Yeah. With team, it's the same thing. It's his fitness there. Can he outlast a guy like Del Pombesta? I want to see that match. That's one of the yeah. intriguing matchups of the tournament for me. And then Dr. Evo down there, just waiting just to just get out. like one or two upsets and then get tired. That guy's 30, what? 38? I think he's 38 now. And his new balances and his <laughs> just ready to play. Love that guy. Yeah, just has his game. Well, all right, Money Mitch Effect, Brandon Moglin. We'll look at the other side of the men's draw now. The land of this, opportunity. This, this would be good. Uh, actually, Money Mitch, this would be a good time for your sponsor to uh, come in. If you, yeah, yeah, I think it's time. I <laughs> so think it's time. There, uh, it looks like there's some available real estate, by the way. So uh, mm -hmm. feel uh, free. Power Bar, Cliff Bars, Bank of America. Yeah, who knows? Some banks. I'd switch. I'm not going to say which bank I belong to now, but I'm I'm willing to be enticed. Okay. So, so that's banks are good. All right. Yeah. Wells Fargo. Yeah. What yeah. can the stagecoach do for you? <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, fitting that we're in America, as I'm going to show off my uh, segue skills knowledge, here. It's knowledge the land of geography. It's the land of opportunity, as they say. And this side of the draw is very opportunistic <laughs> for a lot of these players. Yeah, as, as I said in my <laughs> all-company all email, it's a tale of two draws. It is a tale of two draws. And at the top of this half of the draw... You have Marin Cilic, a former champion, 2014 U.S. Open champion, Wimbledon finalist, has had success here before. But we haven't seen him play since Wimbledon. He gets injured in that matchup. Another guy with question marks. We weren't sure if he was even going to play. I'll ask you point blank. What what do you think about Cilic's chances here? Are you feeling lukewarm at best, or do you think well, it could, could could it happen? Let's be, let's be clear. Everyone... You're lukewarm about everyone. I mean, I don't know how you can be crazy about anyone. Duty sale, let's go. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. I'd say lukewarm at best. Okay. Um, be just because there's so much randomness here. I mean, I, I love catching off. And, and Got a good game, yeah. There's, you know, Isner could get a little hot, Jackson. The, so so the answer is I'm lukewarm. It's, it's I'm not off him. I, I think the guy knows how to win, and he does well in the, the U.S., in, uh, in New York, and he's won it. I'm there. I'm sorry. I give a lot of credibility and respect if you've won it. You got all the way, and he did it. He, he knows what that feels like. Um, <laughs> yeah, I gotta say though, Gil Simone is an interesting first round matchup. That is not a pushover for round one. And speaking of pushing, that's what this guy does best. Oh yeah, just yeah. put it in play and let you yeah. make that first. 
instead. Yeah, he 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 hasn't. He's had a kind of a tricky year, and uh, uh, that that game style as you get older. The guys that that as that sort of succeed as they get older are guys with a little bit of firepower. I mean, I think he can hang around, but I think mm-hmm. Simone, David Ferrer, mm. some of those grinders of the last few years, you're going to start seeing a, a steady decline. As our friend Speedburner Todd likes to say, "Father Time is undefeated." Yeah, did he originate that phrase? I think he. he if you ask him, yeah. I'll bet he'll. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, Chris, I, I, yeah. I agree with you, though. I think those are the players that don't age well. And I'm interested to see a couple players in this tournament if they can translate it on all yeah. surfaces. Misha Zvera, fascinating player, serving volley guy, beat Andy Murray at, at the Aussie Open on hard court as this tournament is. In a draw that might have some openings, he's somebody to look out for. But then you got some familiar names like Cole Shriver and Benoit Pera that, hey, who knows? You know, lukewarm at best is, the best is a good way to put it because these guys can win a match and then, depending yeah. on how the breaks go, Keep well, things interesting. I mean, guys like Cole Shriver and Pear, they, you know, a year ago they were ranked higher than Zverev, Misha Zverev, and, and he's they're, they're contemporary. So, yeah, I mean, again, it's a, it's a very it's a it's exciting. I mean, I I, I would not be surprised if a uh, player that that we're not even going to mention makes it all the way to the right. to the finals. Wow, I mean, even to the to finals. The finals. I could uh. see I could see something truly maddening. I mean, Andy Murray. We don't know. We don't know if he's even going to be able to complete a match. We don't know what his health is. He's yeah. a wild card. Alexander Zverev is clearly the the. I feel like the favorite in this half. And even he hasn't made a quarterfinal. And he's major, never made so. a quarterfinal. So so you'd be putting your money on a guy that's never done it before. Wow. I I I think. I mean, Dennis Eastman or. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I feel, like, I feel like there could be something truly just. Off the chains uh, happen in this half of the draw, and, yeah. it, and, and, it, and, it will, and it will be either Federer or Nadal against a, against a. Yeah, I mean, I, c- I could see an unseeded player make it to the final here. Yeah, I'm. I think that <laughs> it sounds crazy, but it might be possible. I do want to mention some American tennis players. Yeah. As we get into this part of the draw, John Isner got a ten seed at the U.S. Open, and it, it's a little fascinating because. He's won some smaller tournaments, still hasn't won any any bigger tournaments, but first round, Rogers Cup, loses to Del Pocho. Mm. But Cincinnati gets to the semis and is in a barn burner with Grigor Dimitrov. Mm. I don't know how I feel about him in this tournament. I think that's a common theme, but I do know that if anybody has something that they would consider reliable, it would be him. If he's serving well, if the world's caving around him, <laughs> just pummel that serve in and see what happens. I've never been the biggest Isner fan, full disclosure. But I can think of worse draws and worse scenarios for him than the 2017 U.S. Open where he slotted. Yeah, I mean, all winnable matches. Misha Zverev's the next seed, and then, you know, Chilich. I don't know that he can. Here's a guy. Has he ever made it to the quarters of a major? Yeah, he's made one quarter of the U.S. Open, I think. I think think it was the year he beat Roddick. I think the guy is 6'11", and he runs out of gas. Yeah, best of five especially. Speaking of running out of gas, Jack Sock, 13 seed. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know that we'll ever get to a point where we feel totally comfortable with Sock. This draw is so beneficial for him. But first-round matchup against a guy he's already lost to this year, Jordan Thompson, who beat him in the Davis Cup earlier this year. Nice. I, mean, I did not uh, know that. Yeah. 
Yeah, good good, so, good good draw. Jill's Muller, veteran, serving volleyer. Um, yeah. But, you know, uh, I just, with Sock, best of five scares me. I agree. It scares me because I don't know. Some guys thrive in it. Some guys get destroyed by it. He's a, he's a guy that he underperforms in the majors. It's interesting to me with Sock because I, I do think there's a fitness component to it. I, I was under the... Uh, you know, assumption that it was mostly predominantly all fitness. But the more I watch him in these majors, there's a mental side to this too. And yeah. it's it's it, almost it's tied. It's tied. Yeah. Because it is. because you're when your body starts to fall apart, your your it affects your thinking. It affects your decision making. And it, it, so it really is being physically fit helps you stay mentally tough. You know, you might you might just pull the trigger a little bit earlier <laughs> because you're just feeling it in your legs. It's a strange thing, but I mean, I'm pulling for him. You know who has it might be the have the best draw is Steve Johnson. Unseated, yeah. Unseated Steve Johnson. Look at that. He's got 32nd seed Robin Haas in his area, which is yeah. Your doppelganger, by the way. <laughs> uh, I think so. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who I complimented there. Or. Yeah. <laughs> right, so look out for him. You know. Yeah, I mean, if you could put it together, I think a player that's been playing well, gotten back on track this year, Kevin Anderson. Yes, dangerous. Zverev in the third round. A guy, and I know he loses to Zverev in the City Open final, but Anderson's made a run here. He's gotten to a quarterfinal here. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just throwing it out there. Another great story. He's really changed his technique, Kevin Anderson, this year, and come in strong, much better than the. He'll finish the year much higher than twenty eight. That's a that's a tough what third round match for <laughs> yeah. for Zverev. Wow, and, yeah. And because you said we might be players that didn't mention, I took that as a challenge. I gotta mention Borna Korich just to mention him. Because I feel like he could be the one that burns us if I don't okay. say it. A lot of talent there. Who's your pick, your unseed pick to get to the final through this? If I had to pick an unseeded player to make the, I'd probably go Korich. Now that I now that I look at it, yeah. Steve Johnson's a good one too. Steve Johnson's a good one, and then you know, and not because I'm not being a homer. The final, <laughs> I know it's crazy yeah. to think about yeah, it because it's it's hard to get your mind around it, but it has happened in the past. And well, there is it, another one on there. I think I know who you're gonna say. Well, I like Jared Douglas. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Semifinal in American. Uh, for those of you out there that don't know, talk, talk about a guy who's tough mentally. Just, just. Just sound, just mm-hmm. sound. Uh, you know, he, he hasn't shown it to us in a slam, but there's got to be a first time for for these things, and, and, and someone has an opportunity. My gosh, I got I got three names I want to run through right now. Well, we'll call it four names that I want to run through: right. contender, pretender. Yeah. And that Songa, mm. that Songa Ramos, Finolinas, Karina Busta, and Luca Pui. Any of those guys have a chance to do things, given how they've done at this tournament, given how they've done this year. Yeah. Well, Ramos Vinolas is having somehow the <laughs> year of his life. He's 32, and then all of a sudden found the, uh, uh, what would we call it's it? It's a fountain of, yeah, it's a fountain. fountain. He found a fountain of, of youth. In, in Spain. Spain. Yeah. And so, That's about all we could say. Yeah, and he does have <laughs> success on hard courts. I don't see him going that far. Uh, Carino Busta, uh, he's, an, he's an exciting young player uh, mm-hmm. from Spain. Um, solid across uh, all surfaces, too. I guess I'd like Sanga the best. Uh, he's had success here before. Um, the game, but, you know, he's been quiet of late. Yeah, I guess Sanga's my favorite of those. Pui is another one that just hasn't really had the year. Yeah. You know, we expected so much from being the doll here last year. Yeah, got a quarterfinalist last year. Pui, uh, and then Sanga, you just don't know. I mean, he, he's had some health issues. This hasn't been a great year for him yeah. uh, on the on the tennis course, but we'll see. And David Ferrer is just trying just yeah. trucking along. You know, you How about all these Spaniards that are so happy they're not on the doll side? 
<laughs> because he just kills them at all at That's all true. costs. I listen to us though, Money Mitch. We're, we're, we 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 we've hedged on every single player. We really have. We've, there is a every single player has a weed in in this half of the draw, which isn't to say that Zverev's not the favorite. That Andy Murray, who we haven't quite gotten to yet, is is close behind. He's but but we just don't know which Andy Murray's going to show up. I think given the draw, given his track record, he's earned the benefit of the doubt here. Because yeah. I don't think he's potentially as battle tested as some draw. It's not if he had like oh. Federer's Australian Open draw. <laughs> yeah, I think we'd be a lot more pessimistic on it. But all right, before we get to the women's draw, we got to make picks here, Brandon. It's time. It's time to go into surgery. They're calling you in the main operating room. Okay, let's get to it. <laughs> so top half of the draw. Yeah, we'll go semifinals first. All Who right. do you have? Uh, Who needs Mayweather McGregor when we have Rafa fed? We will get them again for the 38th time. They meet in the semifinals, and Roger Federer continues his mastery over Rafael Nadal, beats him. To get to the final? To get to the final. Wow. Dimitrov just doesn't get by Nadal. I think Nadal gets him again. I think best of five. Yeah. Nadal beats him. You'll probably have to see it first to actually believe that he he can do it. You know, that's where I am. Other side of the draw? This is where you really earn your earn your stripes, earn your medical license. While I said I wouldn't be surprised uh, if uh, an unseed gets through, I, I have to make my picks. I'm going to go with the experience of Murray with the talent of Zverev, and then Zverev uh, beats him and gets his chance at a uh, Grand Slam title. So he's in the final. And who do you have, Roger fed, or Zverev? Fed, fed Zverev in the final, a uh, repeat of Canada. And wow. this time... Um, it's in. It will be a match that, ten years from now, people will talk about when they're talking about you know different generations and, and how they you know Zverev and his place in history. And they'll talk yeah. about the times that Zverev actually played the great Roger the Federer, Sampras the Federer. guy that was inducted in the Hall of Fame four years ago. This is ten years from now. <laughs> Keep, keeping your mouth <laughs> mind straight. And in this one, this is got a Lion King feel to it. <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, Simba loses to uh, the Lion King. The Lion King actually have a name? Or is it just the Lion King? Scar. Scar is the bad guy. Scar kills Mufasa. Mufasa? Mufasa. Okay. Uh, Roger Federer beats Alexander there. Congratulations. 2017 U.S. Open champion. It's a good tennis non-death version of Lion King. Wow. Okay. I'm going to say... Fed Dimitrov semifinal. I think he oh. robs us again of Fed Nadal. I just don't think it's destined to happen at the U.S. Open. I like it. Uh, given Nadal's struggles on hard courts for a lot of his career, and, and even you know the two point this year, uh, I would say on the other side, Zverev is too tough not to pick to to make it at least in the semifinal. There, the real and that does include. So just the just to point out, so Zverev is able to make it there from his position. Does Murray get back? I'm going to say no, and I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the other semifinalist is, let's go with uh, Luca Pui. Wow. Why not, right? Well, I respect the boldness. I, I I think it's almost symbolic, by the way. I don't think you're, you're saying Luca's Pui, but you're not saying I'm not. I'm saying the feel saying, is what I'm saying. You're saying something crazy, and, and, I, and I respect that. That's a... Uh, Right, I, I, he's so, he, he has the talent. He's uh, that's fine. It, I, I think it's great. You know, we did contender, pretender, and uh, if it's not Murray, I just can't see any of the other guys doing it. So maybe, yeah, I'm just gonna say hot hand. Why not craziness? We'll see what happens. 
Zverev Federer final, but I think Roger holds off wins his third major of the year. I'm going Federer over Zverev. Love it. Oh, in five, yeah. in a moment where, not to tip my hand at 2018 picks, but maybe it's uh, Zverev's time there to win a couple majors, mm-hmm. starting right off in Australia. But I think he needs this deep run with he, some defeat. Going back to uh, a final, a final loss, and then... Bam. Yeah. And then bam, yeah. Well, all right, we're going to spend the next 15, 20 minutes talking yeah. about the women's draw. Yeah. Money Mitch Effect, Brandon Moglin, Tennis Doctor, 2017 U.S. Open. Before we get into the draw itself, the odds to win this tournament are just so fascinating because yeah. you pretty much called it before I showed you the pick. Mm-hmm. There's only a couple players that should be realistically not great, yeah. Realistically, five or six to one. You have Muguruza four to one. You have Pliskova six to one, and nobody else breaks ten to one. It's about what it should be, given there's no Serena, given there's a, a lot of injured players out there, and just given, a lot of Walking Dead, you know, trudging along types. Just given that anybody can beat anybody, and it's best of three, so there's more randomness. I mean, if you just continue down that logical progression let's say you just played one point it'd be completely random right Mm -hmm. best of three there's less tennis less chance for randomness best of five the favorites are going to come through more often never mind the fact that 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 there has not been any women that have really shown i think garbini muguruza seems to be i get that four to one it's fair that's fair she's she's just won two huge titles uh, back to you know back to back so and destroyed, destroyed Simona Halep in that final. And that's a top five player as well. Now, I'm going to break one rule here, and we're going to do the draw in the women's game, but we're going to go in complete reverse order. And I'm doing that because yeah. if you look at the official draw, yeah. they go 1 to 128, and the seeds are filled out there. But met, but I want to focus on players 127 and 128 right now. That's the two seed, Simona Halep, and her first round opponent is a wild card by the name of Maria Sharapova. Uh, all eyes are on Sharapova Halep wow. in the tennis world. Yeah, and be, uh, it's a crossover situation. This is extraordinary. That it's get, it gets Sharapova. conspiracy theorists out there. <laughs> They're ready to go. Well, is this really random? Conspiracy theorists, yeah, <laughs> all over the place. I mean, don't worry about that. This is completely random. It's completely fair. In fact, if something like this doesn't happen from time to time, then it would seem equally. How could she not face a seed? That. Sharapova uh, is back in the majors after her uh, what year and a half uh, ban from Meldonia. Pretty much two years, like yeah, since she's been in a major. She will face Simona Halep, who three times this year has been one match from the number one ranking <laughs> in the world. She's never been number one. Now she is five points. There's a difference. It's like six thousand three hundred ninety-five to six thousand three hundred ninety. It's so close, and. This is not going to help her cause, potentially. I love it. I think it's great for tennis. I love the fact that... So I wanted to ask you that because there's that school thought. This is a great first-round matchup. This is great. Two big names competing. The other side of that coin, Brandon, is that there's not a lot of star power in this tournament. One is gone. First day, second day, whatever this is. And then you lose the ability of having Sharapova in the tournament I'll take the interest that this match will generate today. We're talking Uh about this now. And over the weekend, going into the tournament, I'll take that. I mean, versus the added value of one or both of these players going another few rounds and right. playing each other or something. I love it. Helps never beaten Sharapova, 0 for 6. Um, we'll see if that changes. I just don't know what kind of shape Maria's going to be in. She's played one match since 
you know, the clay court season where she sh- shut that down to won it and then retired for the next match in the Stanford tournament. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm intrigued. In a perfect world, it would be great to see her go on this rampage tour, just taking oh. out everyone that talked trash about her. But it'd be extraordinary. It'd be I don't an know amazing if it story. It is. It, I got to admit, it's, it's feeling like a broken uh, what record that we keep saying. I don't know what shape this player is going to be. <laughs> man or woman, right? <laughs> man or woman. I don't know what we're going to see. But that is the nature of tennis these days. A lot of injuries, a lot of coming back from injuries. And it, 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 so there is a randomness. There is a an unseed could make it to the final here, too. Uh, probably oh, more well, so. Yeah, I mean, we've seen unseeded players win majors this year in Ostapenko's case before Thank she you. got up there. Yeah. Um, well Halep is going to, this isn't an ideal first round match for Maria Sharapova, it's not an ideal first round match for anybody, but this section, not very strong. If she wins this match, she could pick up some steam. and I'll, then I'll go ahead and say the winner, and I'm whatever, getting ahead of myself. I'll take the winner of this match uh, is a semifinalist. I think that's... Well, I mean, that's not, yeah, I, you probably are right. I mean, the quarterfinals, it would get tougher for whoever this is, but definitely to get to the quarter, I think it's a pretty pretty solid bet because when you get above that in that same region going in reverse order Sibylkova the 11 seed I've you know it's crazy I respect she got all the way up to four it's been a steady slide since she's a fighter but I don't think her game has any weapons in it to to put it bluntly no it's 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 uh it's Johanna's Conta's section to to lose uh she's tough she's consistent she seems to show up every tournament um, no Sloan Stevens though. I mean, this that's yeah. an interesting player, an unseeded player who's been doing well, getting back into form. We we firmly recognize her as a top twenty talent. No question. Yep. Could be her turn to be the unseeded run. Agreed. Agreed. She she has the kind of firepower, fearlessness. She could do it. I do want to mention before we move to the other the next section. Just want to give a quick shout out. Cause this is it for her. Lashios Open for Roberta Vinci, oh, yeah. and oh. that is going to be an interesting footnote in tennis history. <laughs> just, who, just, right. <laughs> just the answer just to the most it. famous trivia question. Uh, yeah, you're right. right Go like ahead. Yeah, it's, the yeah. biggest upset in um, a top ten sporting upset of all time, any she, sport. Yeah, was, I remember she was only like an eight to one dog though at the time. Really? Yes. In that match. Yes, and and, and I know understand the eight to one still pretty. And by the way, yeah. we're talking about the U.S. Open where Vinci beats. Serena Williams in the semifinals <laughs> as Serena was going for a calendar year Grand Slam that was two years ago. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah, but I, I remember thinking everyone was talking about it as this the greatest upset of all time. It's just, and it, and it was, and yet the, the odds, it wasn't like, let me put it, it's probably the most shocking, but it wasn't, it's, no, yeah, it's still tennis. Serena has shown tennis. that she loses to players it's like, level. But I think because of the stakes yeah. and because it's Serena and we didn't yeah. really know much about Vinci, right. I just didn't think right. it was possible until oh. the final yeah. point. Like, even at, you know, serving at match points. Who knows what this will mean for Vinci this year? Who knows where it'll go with her this tournament? But it is tennis. Anything can happen. Uh, but an interesting footnote in tennis history. I like Conta's game. I think as a seven seed, you know, anybody can win this major this year. I think she has the ability to do so. But when we get to the Muguruza side, I gotta be honest, Brandon. This is as weak of a section as I've seen. Yeah. What Muguruza has in front of her. M- Muguruza is the prohibitive favorite to win the 2017 U.S. Open. Boy, just one, Cincy, one Wimbledon. Her 
I'll just say Garbine Muguruza. All, all of these women, if they all are on their A game, all playing their best tennis, I'll take Garbine. Now, no guarantee that she brings that to the table, but, but Garbine at her best is the best player in the world. Yeah. I, I think if you had any doubts, watch that Halep match. Before. <laughs> that was when you're like, because oh, Halep maybe has that game, but I, not with what Muguruza done now. She's a different player. She's a different player than she was I, when she won the I, French Open. I would argue that... Halep at her best, against everybody else at their best, she's probably eighth or ninth in the mm-hmm. world. I think at, at their, I mean, at your best, yeah. Petra Kvitova can be a monster at her best. You know what I mean? Like when when the Plis- Pliskova, just a grip and ripper. Just when those balls are flying in, it doesn't matter who's on the other side of the net. Yeah. That, that's that's what I'm saying. With Halep at her best, she's very very steady and very very quick and gets a ton of balls back and is great, top eight in the world. But I don't think she has that. It's like Wozniacki at her best. She would be ten. Maybe yeah. 12. <laughs> Maybe more than that. was a 13 seed, and yeah. she's still in that recovery mode. And it's a wide-open area, a lot of qualifiers in it. So her Jankovic, what a match from 2007, 2011 that we're getting <laughs> to see yeah. between these two players. But if Kvitova can like play Heather herself Watson. into shape, yeah, Heather Watson looming there as well. Some, some danger there. Yeah. Venus, any love for, for Venus? Two yeah. major finals yeah. this year. A lot of respect for Venus. I think she could make a run. I think she... She could be. Uh, I, th- I, th- um, I think Venus will be Muguruza's quarterfinal opponent. The the courts Not at a the lot US of love for Wazi, huh? No. Yeah. The quarter, <laughs> and she, who's been playing well, and who's actually even in the hunt for number one again. Believe it or not, she's only a thousand points off the pace. There are five women within a thousand points of number one. It's extraordinary. So I, the thing about the U.S. Open courts play very fast, even faster than Wimbledon. And uh, mm-hmm. with Venus's serve, which has been just red hot, I think she could she could have a nice run. It'll be interesting. Makarova could be a, a spoiler for Wazi early on. That would not surprise anybody if she won that match. Carlos Carl Navarro <laughs> unseated. I mean, there's it's, it's up for grabs. <laughs> it is. Well, let's look at the other half of the draw. Money Mitch Effect 2017 Women's U.S. Open going in inverse order. Angelique Kerber, defending champ, yeah. sixth seed, but not scaring anybody right now. How did that happen? And <laughs> I know, I know, we're gonna say anything can happen. It's the U.S. Open. The draw is a little weak this year, but there's no indicators that she's peaking at this point and can make this run. You know what's interesting? Angelique Kerber is defending two thousand points, and she's already dropped to six in the world. Uh, we could do some quick math, but I mean, <laughs> she's gonna drop out of the top ten if she doesn't have a nice run at the yeah, U.S. Open. She's tremendous. She. Osaka's not an easy first round matchup no, either. She's a kind of she's she wins. She's a she's a she wins matches. Kerber is I don't know, she's lost and uh and it's a real opportunity for Ostapenko to Yeah. Twelve seed, run. but more importantly than that, the draw that she got probably. Because yeah. she could have been in Muguruza's side, she could have had some even even Halp Sharapova. Yeah. But I think she's looking her chops at this potential matchup. She might not even get to Kerber. Um, at first, I mean, there's. I agree. Yeah. No, I. I mean. It you, looks good. I, well, I, I hope Angelique Kerber figures things out. She's a lovely sort of person and, and a player, and I think she'll be back. But she's she's a little lost right now. I'll tell you a fascinating section of this draw, okay. and it's the one that involves what could be a showdown between Svitolina and Madison Keys. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think you're. Those are two contenders to win the whole thing, in my opinion. Yeah. 
They're they're on a collision course. I mean, there's other names in there. Vesnina as a Masters champion this year. D- Daria Gavrilova yeah. is a seeded player as well. But assuming things play out the way they will, yeah. that's a really good matchup. I think the winner of that match is your uh, U.S. Open finalist. And wow, uh, you're um, like you're, you're painting around the picture, so you're 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 painting the outline. Yeah. But I like it. Saving the picks for yeah. a couple moments. I'll let you. I'll let you, <laughs> I'll let you dwell on that. But but yeah, you identified a. I think the. The, the heat in this half of the draw. Keys was another person that needed to kind of get back into shape. Remember, she came back yeah. in you know the springtime, didn't play Aussie Open, didn't look good in those you know in Indian yeah. Wells, Miami. But now she's yeah. finding form. Right. Wayne Stanford doing well. Kyla Day, Shelby Rogers, a nice American matchup there too. Something yeah. to watch. A young seventeen-year-old now. Uh, anyways, Gina Bouchard gonna go one and done for like the twelfth time this year. <laughs> Strange player. I mean, she she's she knows how to win, and she has the yeah. But I, she just hasn't shown that she can or cares or I don't know what's her. I'd, I'd like her to come back. Great for the game. Well, we we see the the other parts of the straw. Kuznetsova's won here before as an eight seed. If you're looking for some unseeded players that might do some things, mm-hmm. Lucy Seferova's made a major final before, and CC Bellis, who is on the yeah. come up. 100%. Why not, right? <laughs> a, a veteran and a rook, rookie-ish. Uh, both of them just super dangerous for different reasons. Heck, yeah. No, there's there's some really fun. Sabine Lisicki is a uh, boom, boom. Yeah, back again. Uh, yeah, yeah I, but I think with what you see with the women's game, not just the randomness of it, but because there's players that are constantly moving in and out of seeds, you see some interesting first round matchups. Yeah. Uh, that might be more interesting than the men's side of the game. I yeah. really like Coco Alley Risk. Yeah, I think I that could be one where it wouldn't surprise me if either won, and yeah. the winner could very well go on a nice little run from there. Right. A- Aggie Radvonska in their half, uh, you know, who's... <laughs> Just David Ferrer. <laughs> there you go. There's Jason at her best, playing her very best tennis. She's 15th, maybe. She, she's Wozniak. Same, same thing. One of these... Very consistent, savvy player, but against the real big hitters or someone that gets hot, she just gets hit off the court. Well, the last side of the draw, the Pliskova side, which congrats to her for being number one. Yeah. But but, yeah. <laughs> but still, we're just we're waiting to see her, you know, nice, break through. Nice draw early. Nice draw early, but she's got Meldenovic staring at her, and Strakova is is a trap is a trap game. Is oh, that okay. <laughs> it's that trap style and, and, game and as you, well? You know, what's interesting. Both of them, Streetskova and Pliskova, both check. There is some. Um, I, I find when players play the players from their own country, there, there, there can be some surprising results at times. There's an added yeah. level of understanding of each other's games. and They usually practice together, practice spend a lot together. of time together. There's just a, there's, there's, it, it can go off chalk a little bit more often than not. Well, and before we do our predictions, I think tying that in with, with some other things, if it's playing against a country mate or a friend, mm. man or woman, it's it, it almost like there's this mental edge, this mental block that could be you know, this metal stronghold that we've seen before. And I, and I look at whether it's an older player that just always figures out a way to do it. Or in the case of, like, Federer, Stan has just perennially had trouble with him. Dimitrov, who is nicknamed Baby Fit, has spent a lot of time with him, just hasn't been able to right. to break through. And I wonder if there's some of that that's going to trickle down into this side of the women's draw or just other areas of the women's draw. Well... Yes, there there is something about beating someone for the first time, and that's, you know, how Federer you know, kept his foot on the throat of the rest of tennis. How Federer and Nadal, how the Big Four have kept their collective massive boot on the throat of the rest of the tour of an entire generation of tennis players. 
you there is, there is the psychology of that is and especially in the slams is huge it's why we're gonna why murray has a big advantage they know they can do it they believe and and until you've broken once you've done it once man the floodlight floodgates open and the amazing thing about the big four they just didn't let anyone do it ever it was extraordinary and so people just they just oh, i got to my round of 16 i got to my quarter I did what I'm expected to do. I'm fine. I'm it, good. It's so funny you bring that up. They had the on tennis channel today, the Nisha Corey Chillish US Open final, and it's just odd. It's just, you're like, what is that? Is this an alternate universe? How is there a major final it's without just, one of them in it? Extraordinary. So, yeah. Well, it's time to predict the women's draw. Brandon okay. Mogan, Money Mitch effect. Let's let's put your surgical. Well, you don't wear gloves, so we'll no. We'll I, go with I semifinals. Think, I think a certain amount of bacteria is actually healthy for patients. Uh, it makes them stronger. <laughs> Whatever you say. You're just full of knowledge today. I'm available for uh, in-house appointments. In-house, okay. I'll definitely spread out the contact info, but semifinals. All right, so uh, <laughs> are we starting at the bottom lower half or the top half? Anywhere you want to start with. Well, let's 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 stay consistent. Uh, the, we started with the bottom half with the women. We'll, uh, I'm, I'm taking uh, the bottom half. I'm going with uh, Johanna Kanta. And she will be playing Garbine Muguruza in the semis. Garbine advances to the finals. I take Kanta largely because I don't know who wins between Sharapova and Halep. Johanna Kanta, I believe, through to her first uh, semi. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there you go. Uh, no, I yeah. Who did she? Did she make the semi and lose the Venus at Wimbledon? Yeah, I think yeah. she might. Have. That's right. Yeah. She didn't okay, first certainly her first mm -hmm. time at the U.S. Open. Okay, other side. All right, there's another half, isn't there? There is. Another half. Um, I'm taking uh, Svitolina to beat Keys, as we talked about in that great uh, fourth round match. And then that, you know, Ostapenko, who knows? I guess maybe beats Ostapenko to get to the final. Mm -hmm. uh, and there she, or the semi, she, she beats Svetlana Kuznetsova uh, Ooh, in the semifinals. Kuzi's just reliable and. Uh, I like her her draw. That, that no one in there really scares me. So you so got Garbini and Svitolina in the final, and then I have Garbini and Svitolina in the final, and the winner is Garbini Muguruza, largely because I like Garbini's path to the semis the best, and then Svitolina hasn't done it. Garbini, she just keeps doing it. All right. Well, I'm gonna say Halep. I like to get to the semis. Wow, that's bold. All right. Garbini. Okay. I made a promise with myself after the French Open that I would never pick Halep to win a major until she actually does it. So Garbini is going to just yeah. dust her again to get to the finals. I just I need to see it at this point. Who are your semifinals? Garbini on that side of the draw. Will over Halep. Got it. Will beat Halep. The other semis, I'm going to go with. Yeah. I like that Svitolina pick. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her game and how she's playing. She and just wins, doesn't she? She just wins. Yeah. Just, I, mean, I think. She won this year five, six. And I think. Oddly enough, if you talk about the mental edge and just gaining steam, beating Serena in the Olympics, some of us might be like, hey, I can play with the big girls. Mm -hmm. and That's the thing. It's the, <laughs> it's the belief. It happens yeah. it, until it happens. Yeah, it's a strange thing. But it, we want outside the box thinking. I've already got one on the men's side. You did. Kiki Meldenovic, semifinalist. Why not, right? Man, look at you. You're just on fire. I'm going. I'm on fire. I might go to the casino, you know, well, play some roulette after this. In, in this uh, theme of playing at their best. Top, I mean, Mladenovic is an example. When she's at her best, she's like Coco Vandaway. She'd probably be in the top six or seven at their mm. very best. But, but can happen? they sustain yeah. it? Um, 
Yeah, no Mladenovic. I'll tell you this: if if you're taking Mladenovic to get all the way to the semis, you think just house money, let it ride. Well, I, I don't know. I, I you know if you're if you're already so, there, that means that she's she's playing the way she can. It's so. funny, and I didn't plan on doing this. We didn't do our picks together. No. But it's going to be the same pattern as the US Open, where we have same final, different result. I like Svitolina to beat Muguruza Good. in the final. Svitolina, I just think this is going to be the time she breaks through. I don't know that Garbini is going to... I hope I'm wrong, because if Garbini wins this tournament, yeah, we've got, we've got the player now. We've got the player we've wanted, the multiple slam winner in Serena's absence. We've got the rival yeah. for her to come back on. But I just think Svitolina is... This is her time to say, I'm here too. I'm, I'm throwing my hat in the race. And Either way, I think it's good. I, I, w- I want to see a player with some skill with the high level of uh, you know intensity mm-hmm. win this major. And uh, oddly enough, we always talk about how the women's game is you know is wide open. Anybody could win it, and you know there's all this unpredictability. But I think we're starting to see some talent centralized at the top. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that is good for the game to have to have a few. Uh, Regular players at the top, so people can get to know them, mm-hmm. and these rivalries can happen. People, the big four has been great for tennis. I mean, some yeah. people say, "Oh, well, we would have liked to have seen them," but would you really? I don't know. I think it's really <laughs> exciting to see these same guys and their history. And uh, yeah, no, it, it's going to it's an exciting U.S. Open. A lot of questions are going to be answered, and uh, we'll see if some of our predictions uh, come true. All right, Brandon Moglin, tennis doctor. This was fun. This was great. I had a lot, lot for of joining. Fun. Can't wait. Got a lot of sports this weekend, so we do. We do. This is great. We got fantasy. We've got a fight. We've got the U.S. Open. It's just like try not to break any news, though. Yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> All <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, if you're listening to this, we 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 protected you guys. We're good here. We we're, did. we're in the trust we circle. We're we did. Everybody, good luck watching the U.S. Open. It'll be fun. And uh, everybody out there playing, good luck as well. So thanks again for joining the show. Thanks a lot, Money Mitch. A lot of fun. All right, big thanks to Brandon Moglin, one of the sharpest tennis minds out there, for taking the time to preview both the men's and women's draw. We're both excited for the 2017 U.S. Open start tomorrow. Hope you are too. And also, as we put the finishing touches on this episode on a Sunday, Mayweather-McGregor was last night. It was, I think, better than a lot of people expected. McGregor landed more punches, arguably did better than Pacquiao did against Mayweather, but... Yeah, it is what it is. A lot of heart by McGregor not going down. Maybe an early stoppage, but you knew the end was near. Mayweather is 50, is 50 and oh, love him or hate him. And I think you know where a lot of people stand given his track record as a person, but one of the best fighters to ever do it. So it was a spectacle, and I think the resounding theme was wasn't as bad as we thought. So you know, they, they got it done for a lot of money. But that's it. You can find the Money Mitch Effect on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Just search Money Mitch Effect and all episodes will come up now. 101 in the catalog. We keep grinding, keep trying to shine there. You can follow me on Twitter, Money Mitch MT1 for sports and other takes. There'll be some more U.S. Open talk in the two weeks coming up and a big college football preview. We had the first round of games yesterday. It wasn't the best slate of games, but it was something. It got our appetites uh, up and we're ready to go for big official week one. Headlined by Alabama and Florida State. You don't want to miss that. I'm Mitch Michaels. This was the Money Mitch Effect. Until next time, keep enjoying, keep watching sports, and enjoy the tennis, everyone.